It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey guys, welcome to Spanning the Need with Coach John Collins and Coach John, or excuse me, Josh Upshire from Badger. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. How are you? Good. Thanks. So we talk a lot about uh, what's going on in, in in high school basketball as well as in with during this pandemic, and and this is our second try <laughs> as we come back from sport of the first. Uh, from the first one, we were having some bad sound and, and stuff like that. So we're trying to really make a difference and, and really make it uh, a little bit better. So we've looked at we've looked at a lot of different stuff. So we're, we're trying to do a very good knowledge of spreading the word and really working with, uh, with our coaches and, and seeing what's going on behind the scenes. You see a lot of these coaches that are not – can't have contact pretty much. Uh, and that's been the big thing right now. You guys have not had coaching uh, in person pretty much by either Zoom or stuff like that. So, and we'll get into a little bit of that. So what I'd like to talk about is, so Josh, we talked a little bit before about how you got started. How did you get started in coaching? Um, as I said before, uh, you know, I graduated in 2002 from Badger. I then went to Allegheny College for a year to play basketball. Um, after my first year there, I decided that coaching might be my next way to go. So I went and started coaching for Cody Betts at Badger. And I coached uh, some youth stuff there, moved up to eighth grade, up to the up to the varsity assistant job, left Badger and went to Ursuline for four years under Keith Gunther. And then from there, I went to Howland for a year. And then I was the JV coach at Liberty under Dan Bubon, and um, after that, I got my first first high school gig at Badger back back home. Now we we talk about that, and, and you 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 have about what three four years under under your belt at Badger. Mm-hmm. Four. And, and 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 we talk about that where we have this this notion of a lot has changed over the past maybe five years with coaches. You got a lot of younger coaches. And you got a lot of guys that have been in the been in the business a long time, so you really have no middle ground of coaches. So you have a very big turnover, and and I think that rolls over to to Coach John Collins. Coach, you've been around a long time. I mean, you've you you've got a, a variety of experience, and and one thing we talked about before is you have a lot of assistant coaches that have become um, head coaches. And, and so tell us, Coach, how you actually got started in, in coaching basketball. A lot of people may not know this. Well, I always knew I was going to be a basketball coach. I didn't even – you know how they give you that thing in the yearbook, right now, these things about future things. They put down that he wanted to be – that they put down that uh, I wanted to be the world's greatest basketball coach, which I failed miserably at. But I did become a basketball coach. And so I, uh, I got a job at, at uh, Brookfield three days before school started. So – uh, I was coaching ninth grade basketball for Larry Seifert from Braceville, who's a wonderful coach. 
And uh, I was with him for, for five years and we won four district championships. So I thought, well, this is pretty easy, but we also had athletes up the wazoo uh, that were some of the best athletes this area's ever had. And I thought that's just the way it was always gonna be. Well, it hasn't been and it won't be because they, we had seven division one players on our team. Wow. Most of them were football players, but some were basketball players too. So at a small school like Brookfield, that that's unheard of. They won a state championship, 28 nothing football. They went to, went to four, four regionals in a row and went to Columbus once. So it was, it was an odd thing. Now, now, John, just a, just out of, just out of curiosity, how many assistant coaches that have been under you that have actually, that are now head coaches over, over your time? I'm waiting to see if this one gets hired in, in the coming week. That would be the 57th. <laughs> oh, wow. Which means I've ruined a lot of people's lives and doomed them to a life of poorness. <laughs> as Josh can tell you. Well, it, 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 and I think the thing about it is, is that you don't do it like, as you know, I'm a basketball referee. Right. So you don't, you don't do it because of the money. We're, we're not the NBA or college. You do it because you love the game. So the, the, the notion of, and I have to ask this question, and, and John, you'll, you'll probably yell at me down the road as, as if it, how many years you've been in? I don't know if you, I've, I think you, you mentioned it, but how many years have you been in coaching right now? Uh, I started in 1973. So this is my 40, I think it's my 48th year. I get, I kind of lose track a little bit there. Not, not all as a head coach. Eight, for eight years, I was a uh, an assistant coach, and that and that says a lot because you've been to a, a variety of different um, of different genres, different divisions. So, how do divisions stack up? You've been a D two, D one, D three, or D four, or is it pretty much all the same? I mean, at the at the end of the day, you're you're pretty much doing it because of the kids. I mean, well, the divisions don't really stack up. Uh, uh, when we were Canfield was the smallest D1 school in the state, so we were playing against McKinley and Glen Oak, and and, all, and you can't beat four of those teams. You might beat one or two of them. You're not going to beat four of them. So you're not winning any district championships at that size. That's Dover, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, in, in Division Two, we did much better at Division Two because that was the size we were. And in Division Three. It, our tournament, Josh can tell you, our tournament's been pretty brutal down there in mm -hmm. Salem. It's been, and we haven't, you know, we've been a seed for, for four of the last five years and haven't got through yet. So it's not not easy. Well, and 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 I think that you uh, you're at South Range right now, which I think is a low D two, high D three. Uh, it's it's a mid mid upper middle D three. Okay, and and then we have Bradger. That is pretty much a D four, D three, D four. Correct me if I'm wrong, Coach. Um, so, yep. how does that play into like what you see now at, at other programs that you've been at? Is that a good fit for you? Is that something that you've seen a a, a very difficult uh, trend that a lot of schools are now dropping, or a lot of schools are now losing enrollment? How does that look on your end? Well, I mean, for us. You know, when I graduated in 2002, we were, I mean, we were D3 on the cusp of D4. You know, my my junior year, we were D4. My senior year, we were D3. 
and you know we're pretty much in d4 now i mean our numbers are low enough that that it that we're d4 now but i mean for our area d4 is not not really easy i mean you have the you have the mcdonald's you have the bristols you have the jfk's um, richmond heights um you know andrews osborne cornerstone i mean it's it's still loaded for d4 but sometimes springfield (laughs) yeah and then springfield sometimes um so for us for you know for us with our with our conference we try to we have 16 conference games so we try to beef it up with the non-conference you know we added uh we added mcdonald and camel in ursland this year um we have champion heartland christian you know we try to beef up the non-conference schedule to get us ready for that tournament because we know um (laughs) you got to be ready to play It's, it's it's you know it's not really not really easy for especially being d4 Oh, and, and, and we know that because um, it seems that if you're a D1 or there, actually there's no teams now, at least in the, the Mahoning Valley or at least the, the east side of the state that are D1 right now in basketball, if we look at it. Um, we have a four, only four or five. Yeah, there's not, yeah, it's, there's not at all. And, and I think those, like you guys, we have a very good, of the two D three D four schools in this area where you have the tournaments at Struthers, you have the tournaments at Harding where you have those different. And, and I think it all comes back to is preparing for those games for the following year. Um, and certain coaches schedule certain, certain things. And, and we'll go to, to Josh real quick, Josh, we know that last three years, you're, you're 16 and four or 10 and 14, 19 and six, 14 and 10, the last three years, you lost against Bristol in March of eight uh, of this past year, and in your schedule, you have a very big conference, yeah. so that makes it hard to get prepared for the tournament. So, how do you guys, as with everything going on with the pandemic, what are some of your challenges going forward now since we're still at home right now? How do you, how does your team deal with uh, with getting together? Uh, what do you do as as a coach uh, from from that standpoint to get your kids ready because we can't have no contact. Right. For us, you know, we we had um, the last couple of years, we were fortunate enough to have some senior lane teams um, with the graduation. We, we go back to uh, to not really inexperienced, um, but we're we're going to be younger than we have been in the past. So um, we we rely on we have Zoom meetings once a week. I have a Zoom meeting scheduled for tomorrow with my guys. As a matter of fact, um, my guys do workouts. I have a spreadsheet for them that they do workouts on. We use an app called Home Court where they there's drills and, and agility stuff on there that they get on and do. It actually records them doing it. So, you know, I have an opportunity to, to be able to see them actually do the drill and, and critique them on that type of thing. So, um, you know, just staying in touch once a week and, and make sure that they're continuing to, you know, at least get shots up and those types of things is the is the best we can do at this point. Well, and I think that you over the last how how tough is your conference now moving forward? I know it's up and down. I mean, I had a game that right. I refereed. You played Wyndham, and the final score was like ninety eight to seventy nine, yep. and the opponent Wyndham shot thirty eight three pointers and made them. <laughs> it was like a game at the Y. It's a pickup game. So, how do you deal with those types of transitions when you have that, and how do you schedule? 
For us, um, like I said, our conference is pretty, for being a small conference, a small school conference, it's still pretty, pretty competitive. I mean, you have Bristol who year in and year out is really good. Wyndham Coach Hill always has them good. PV is a, is a bigger school for our conference. And, you know, just to be able to compete with them is and beat them a few times is good. Um, they return a lot of, they return pretty much their whole team this year. So, um, but we still have, you know, Matthews is, is in the right direction and, and Coach Weimer has them doing great things and they're bringing back a lot of their, their team. Um, we have Maplewood who was young last year coming back. Um, Lordstown brings back a lot of their team. Um, I mean, everybody, if you look at the, the rosters from last year, there, it was a lot of, it was a lot of sophomores, sophomore lane group. I mean, Bristol had a, a, a big senior group and, in you know, other than that, it was it, a lot of teams were sophomores. So, um, you know, the, it, the conference will be able to help us get ready and get prepared for the tournament. And like I said before, we, we rely on that tough non-conference schedule to get us going as well. Well, and, and you guys have, I think you guys have stayed in pretty much the same uh, district for basketball the last couple right. of years. And there's been a yeah. lot of up and down on people mm-hmm. moving around. And, and, I, and I think that goes back to John where, Coach, you have one hell of a, uh, of a district. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, in and out, year in year, it doesn't matter what you do. That, I mean, the last three years, you went 22-2, and 17-7, and seven, and 16-9 and nine in the past three years. And two of those years, you lost to Canton Central Catholic in the final, in I think it would be probably districts, um, and, and if, if I'm correct, and then Waterloo. Now, how do you comp- – how do you – rate your league as well as as schedule for to get ready for the conference or i should say get ready for the the semi the basketball tournament first of all our schedule was was ridiculous <laughs> as far as preparing us we paid we played three of the best division three teams in the area we played springfield beat them played waterloo lost by lost by nine or ten and we played uh who else was there they real good when we played um uh, bray and beat them by 19. So those, they were, those were all seeded teams and did well. But uh, then we played uh, 19 Division II teams. Our conference, we're the only – well, there's one other Division three team now. We were – the first year, we were the only Division three team in the conference. So we're much smaller than everybody else. But by the same token, uh, it makes you raise the bar and, and just makes it like, you know, for us to get seven and nine losses, that's a lot of losses compared to the two prior seasons that we had two losses. Uh, but, you know, we were also in a different conference. But – I think that conference has made us better. It's made us you know, better coaches and better players, but it also is going to come with some, you know, you're not going to get surprised by it. Those aren't upsets from good teams like Poland, Lakeview, uh, um, and all the teams. Struthers was very good this year, and we should have beat them twice. We only beat them once, but they have a good, they had a wonderful, talented group of kids. And so, and, and the thing is, those people all have a little more to pick from than we do. And and our our kids, we don't we have very few basketball only kids, and at Campfield we had a few more. You know, you don't need a, all of them, but you need a core of a couple guys that are, that are at least basketball first. Not necessarily they can't play other sports. And when when like next year we'll have so we'll have two, we'll have a lot of great baseball players are all getting recruited. We have uh, some excellent football players, and um, it's it's difficult to get them together as much because we usually play. 60, 65 games in June and have mm-hmm. uh, April, May, and July where we have small group or individual workouts. Uh, 
with 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 me and 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 maybe another coach or two, depending on who's available. But uh, that that's what we do. And you know, I wish I could just sit here and tell you we're doing as good a job as Josh is with uh, with all the uh, Zoom stuff. And 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 I really want to hear more about that app from him. But I'll do that another time. But uh, we haven't done near as much of that. We we do most of our communications through Remind. And uh, and I've done some interviews and uh, as far as evaluations on on uh, with meeting with them online, and so I have done some of that. We haven't; they're not working out near as much now as they were because most of them are working out on baseball for summer baseball and, and that kind of thing. But we will, and, and hopefully this you know, towards the end of this month and June, we'll be preparing for a possibility. I don't know, Josh, whatever you think. You think we're going to do anything in July or not? Oof. So, so. <laughs> so, so let's let's talk a little bit about that. So, there was an article that came out um, that the lieutenant governor is discussing with the OHSA about how to open up facilities for sports, uh, because they just did a um, probably yesterday or the day before they opened up a youth youth sports. Um, so they're working on that type. So that that really brings a big picture that there are a couple proposals on the table that look at fall sports because right now in what, maybe three weeks, they start football pretty much conditioning. And they talk about youth, youth sports. And, and I'll quote the, the article that, um, that it says that while we have communicated that overall several occasions to our members schools, it's created a bit of confusion since school buildings are closed by the order and some athletic facilities are inside those buildings, weight rooms, gymnasiums, and everything like that, and that's coming out of um, out of OHSAA. So you have youth sports looking to try to, hey, we want to we want to open these these facilities up. But then there was a quote from um, Jerry Snodgrass, which he tweeted that he said, "We are not part of making the rules that youth sports must adhere to." So I think there's a lot of confusion on open open gym and, and everything like that. Because then someone asked Jerry, and, and I'll get your opinion on this, that they asked Jerry Snodgrass, the executive director, that said, has there been a decision on using high school fields, and I would assume for, for youth sports? And the, the, the question or the tweet that he had, and, and you would have to get, we would have to get clarification if we look into this, that says that is a decision between local health departments and schools. So I think there's a very big misconception uh, miscommunication through OHSA because they've not had any communication with with sports. So let me get your take on that. Well, John, we'll go to you first real quick. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, what are your take on sports? Because what's going to happen in fall? Are we going to have football? Is it going to move? There's a proposal that says we're going to look at uh, winter or spring and swip, swip, or swipe, or I should say switch, baseball, softball, and then go to football. What do you think of that? First of all, I think there will be fall sports simply because it'll be for the same reason that President Trump is relaxing, uh, you know, uh, putting a plan to, to open things up to the economy and, and businesses and that kind of thing. 
The OHSA certainly isn't any different. They took a beating this year. They're going to be out of out of existence. I'm sure Snodgrass wouldn't want to say that online, but they're going to be out of existence if they if they take if they lose all of their revenue, which is where it comes from sports. And so that's, they've already moved the girls' state tournament to Dayton next year, and the boys' state tournament is not in the shot and It's going to be in St. John's Arena, which are both arenas that we can get for a lot less money. So I think in the in, 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 in there may be there's sure going to be some some uh, modifications as far as how they do it, and then you know I don't know that they're, they're talking about moving football back three games or maybe playing just your regular season seven games, but if you're an independent, what does that do for you there? So, uh, bottom line is I think there will be football. I I do. I think there'll be soccer. I think all that stuff. It's just a matter of how, and you know, like for example, if we were going to go to uh, a team camp, how do you how does the parent let their kid go when they're going to be like the team camp I go to has 800 kids there, mm-hmm. and and they're all they're all eating, sleeping, and playing in in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a camp where there's there's not going to be a lot of social distancing. There's just not going to happen. How's a parent let their kid do that? And that makes makes it very difficult for us to to run business as usual. Even if you had four teams come to a gym in your area, that's still. Uh, the teams playing each other or basketball is a contact sport, just like football is. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. And maybe you guys have some, uh, some ideas, but I think it's almost a necessity from the standpoint of we won't have high school sports. If we keep doing this, it'll be all clubs. I think eventually that's what AAU and, and club club volleyball and, and club softball. I think that's kind of causing that to happen that way anyways. But I do think that um, I, my best recollections of, of high school basketball is not from the AAU standpoint. And I coach that also. I would hate to see us lose that revenue and, and that, and that. Uh, well, and, and I think, and, and let's go in South range. Actually, they have a football team and they, they have a lot of win, a lot of fall sports. And then we go over to, to Badger where you guys don't have a football team. Mm-mm. So how do you guys deal in general anyway with the same scenario that every high school is using, that what are you, what are you looking at, and, and what have you heard? Because I know we'll we'll look into that after this about what's going on. We just got a uh, we just got a text message from our athletic director on uh, Saturday, I believe it was, um, when the mandate came out. <laughs> Excuse me, just saying that you know. Uh, that we're still shut down and we can't really do anything at this point. So, um, it, you know, as far as that, we just adhere to what, what's going on. And, and as John was saying, we, we go down to the same camp down in Eastern Ohio, great camp for, you know, for basketball and, and getting, getting better every summer. But with all those kids around, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I know there are some camps that are trying to push back to July to try and try and get stuff in. But I mean, at this point we just go day by day and, and, you know, see what's going to happen. But um, yeah, for us, we're fortunate. Um, we have a really good soccer team, boys and girls. We have, we have a good cross country team, but a lot of our athletes, I think we only, we only lose a handful of athletes that play a fall sport for our, for our side. Um, so um 
so we're fortunate enough not to not to lose a whole bunch of athletes so you know it'd be a, a little bit of advantage for us to to be able to have a little bit of a fall to you know to pick up on things we may have missed over the summer yeah and and i and i think it it we talk about a lot of different things and and what what's the future going to hold i mean you you hear different proposals going around i know there's been a lot of different um proposals i know some um i've heard some talking with some coaches that they're already starting to plan for upcoming right now like hey we're gonna go we're gonna be doing conditioning in july and this in august and and i've told some of them that have called me i said you just you guys gotta wait because there's proposal one proposal saying like john like coach collins said that the first three weeks of of football will be on the back end of the season so week four would be your first week so one, two, and three would be actually be games eight, nine, and ten, and then we would play deep into winter, that or deep into December. That would be one option. The other option they had was they were going to say football and soccer's were going to be spring sports, baseball, softball were going to be in the fall. So there's a lot going on. So, and we we would see that basic basically basketball and in, in fall and winter sports would stay the same. So. Planning moving forward, how do you plan as a coach moving forward? I mean, with all this, uh, we'll we'll go to we'll go to Josh real quick. How do you plan ahead? Like with everything going on in the unknowns, how do you plan as a coach to get better, to develop, and get ready for this coming year? If if you don't know what what's going to happen, I mean, for us, we we have a plan on what we do. Um, You know, I have in my this will be my fifth year in my four years. We haven't really changed much of what we've done. Um, you know, we may just push some things back if that's the case. Um, you know, August is a no contact period for us. So we don't, we don't do anything in August. So, um, you know, we, we just do workouts in open gym in September and October. Um, we start with a little bit of conditioning at the end of October, go through November until the first practice. So, um, for us, you know, it's just staying on that track and, and keep doing what we're doing, not really change a whole lot at this point um, until we officially see what's going to happen. Now, if they if they do happen to switch some things around, then, um, you know, we have a lot of kids who play who play baseball. So um, that would take numbers away from us if, if they do change it. But um, at this point, we just, you know, we just, as I said before, we just take it day by day and, and go from there and, and keep doing what we've done in the past. And, and, and Coach Collins, how do you, uh, I mean, you've, you've been around the game. You've seen a lot change over, over the last, uh, during your time as one of, the, one of the best coaches in the area as well as the state of Ohio. So how do you plan and, and change with the game itself? Well, it, the game, for the only people that stay in the game are people that, continue to grow with the game and evolve with the game. That's that, I truly believe that. But uh, one thing I did want to say and, and before I get into that, uh, you were talking about possibly putting football in the spring. I don't think that can happen. Football recruiting would be just devastated if that happened. They just, they don't have AAU tournaments to look at. They All they have is the regular season and that would put them really on the you know, way behind schedule. And think about it. It was supposed to be a two year plan to play football in the spring and if they did that, what is on the third year? What are you going to play in the spring, then play in again, start again in July? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that would work out too well for you. There's no. It's like it's like college. You play spring ball and then play fall. You, you, I mean, 
Same. I think the the proposal. Yeah, that's the only sport you're playing in college. You're not playing other things. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you how do you how do you get that get that thing in the with your players to build up for this with with the unknown? Well, uh, for example, next week on Josh's uh, meet, uh, meeting, we're going to have it's about culture, and if you have a culture, you can adapt to this easier. If you have a good culture established. It sounds like he does, and I think we do. It's a lot easier for us to adapt than it is to people who don't have that culture. And they're, just, they're not accountable to each other. They don't trust each other nearly as much. And we have to rely on that to make us stronger at the end of this. Because this will either do one or two things. It'll either destroy some teams and, and or it'll make you stronger. And and with less, the kids will realize a sense of urgency even earlier than they do now. And I think that, you know, it may take a while to get them, you know, in, in mid-season form and that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if we'll get a full, full uh, preseason of, of practice, but we'll figure it out. You, you you do what you have to do and you adjust, and that's what coaching is. It's a game of adjustments, and you go into you go into every game with a plan. Then all of a sudden, you might have to change your plan a little bit during the game based on what the other team is doing to you, or based on how your team's playing, or whatever the case might be. And we do change a lot because we play a lot of different people. And in high school, you we don't get to recruit our players. At least we're not supposed to. And I know we don't. <laughs> uh, we have to. We have to give our kids the best chance to win. So when we're playing Struthers. We're shortening the game. You know, we, and if you're playing Springfield, you're shortening the game. If you're playing McDonald, you're shortening the game. We can't go up and down with those teams and beat them. But if you shorten the game and make their possessions as important as our possessions, then we have a chance to win. So we've done well against McDonald. We've done well against Springfield. We've done well against those kind of teams. LaBray's another one. They're a good team. Josh will tell you. Mm -hmm. But um, it's just it's just a matter of, of keeping your eyes and ears open, talking to your – talk. I have a lot of friends throughout the state. I talk to them also and see what they're doing and you know, uh, try to make sure that we're as adaptable as we can be and on point when we get started. You can't waste much time at all. Right. Well, and, and I appreciate the, the thoughts on both ends. And I have two questions to, to wrap up tonight. My first question is, Coach Collins, have you ever played uh, Badger before? Uh, I didn't get into this at the beginning, but I'm the worst coach in the history of Badger High School. <laughs> My first year as a coach was at Badger High School. I, I had to that's, why, that's why I asked the question, because I knew at the very beginning you started at Badger. Well, first of all, uh, I lost my sense of humor. It was a year too soon. It was a year. It was just just that well, one I, year. I played four sophomores, and I knew that we were going to be good. But, uh, uh, I had to choose between a, a, a team in Michigan, a parochial school in Michigan, that was 6'10", 6'8", 6'6", or Badger. And I was from Brookfield, so I said, well, I'm definitely, I, I think I'm going to stick in that area. I really like that area of the country. And so I stayed there. And I, I ended up leaving on my own accord because Brookfield – Seifert quit, and they said, if you'll come back, we won't even open the job. And the superintendent and I had gotten in a scrape because he, he told this kid, this guy from another school, he observed him and wanted to come to Badger. He didn't come. You know, he did come. We worked all summer. And then the guy said, well, I can't take him now. i got to do my principal wants to hire this girl. And so I was at camp with 12 kids, and I said, i gotta, I got to go. I can't work under somebody like that. So, But I loved Badger. It's a great place to live. It's a great. I just golfed there yesterday. It's a great place to to. Um, it, it, Badger basketball is a huge deal at Badger, mm -hmm. and you know, and I that was the first year my the year I coached the first year freshmen were eligible, and don't you know it the best player and sorry coach, but 
Joe Blaney is a better player than the kid you just graduated. He's, I don't think there's anybody in the hit in the area ever better than him. And Who? Dale Blaney. I he's he was one of the best. Uh, for me, he's the best. Uh, anyways, we we I didn't play him because the boy had two Greyhound freshman like that also and he was still skiing I said oh, should I bring him up I don't know nobody's doing it and I didn't bring him up and, and I saw I'd see him in gym class putting these volleyball straight down thinking boy he looks like he could, he could really help us well I didn't bring him up and that was that was a mistake but I did start for sophomores and and we lost we went one in 18. The game we bought one against Newton Falls, they closed the school down, had a whole party the next day. I'm so embarrassed to even did that. <laughs> no, I love this. I love that you can give stories from way back that you're embarrassed about, John. That's what it's about. You, you've been coaching so long that I think you started in what year again? I'm sorry. 73. 73. Okay. I was born in 79. So you're I'm 40. And I've been reverend for, yeah. So. Well, one day, hopefully, you guys can play each other, and and and, and you guys can have a great a great scrimmage. Uh, Switch scrimmage. Yeah. Um, yeah. In my last in my last uh, question to both, yes or no answer, and and uh, the National Federation came out that they're doing a shot clock for high school basketball. Some states have adopted it. Do you like it? Yes or no, Josh? No. 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 I, I'm for. I'm for. Um, and I'll tell this quick story. Um, you know, we were playing a team. We were shooting. Um, we scored zero points in the first quarter. We scored two points in the fourth quarter. We were shooting 11 of 44 in the game. Uh, we finally come back, take the lead. With the only bucket in the fourth quarter, we finally take the lead. Um, the team goes down, misses the shot. We get the rebound, and we hold the ball for – Five minutes. Not kidding. We held the ball for five minutes. The team never came out of the two-three zone and just sat there. So I'm all for. Hey, you got to adapt. I mean, it, it is it's it is what it is. But we ended up winning the game and um, with the only only two bucket uh, only two points of the fourth quarter. And um, <laughs> no, I'm not for a shot clock. Coach Collins. <laughs> well. I've I've been fortunate enough to be at YSU for three years and, and be yes. around the shot clock, so I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it, it was good for the game and that kind of thing. But by the same token, Poland Poland and South Range don't beat Struthers this year with, with the shot clock. You just don't do it. And so we had, we wouldn't let them have more than eight shots a quarter. And and that's, you sound you sound like you sound like the uh, at the. Uh, Central Catholic and Hickory Hoosiers as the <laughs> where the score they just held the ball at the top of the key the whole game. Uh, Normandale, if you if you really want to go into the movie, you said all must be passed four times before we can shoot the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and it's and it's and you know that statement is funny because some coaches will say that to me and say because you know you guys everyone gets into the game and they'll say. Okay, Tony, this is what we're going to do. So just if you see anything, let me know. And I'm like, okay. Two times they shoot the ball and they're down the other end and the coach is going ballistic because he's like, I said four times and and nothing happened. So, mm -hmm. but I appreciate you guys coming on. I appreciate you taking the time to talk about basketball and what's going on with OHSA. I wish you the best of luck this weekend, or I should say this summer. Stay safe and healthy. And hopefully um, – one thing I like about this area is all the coaches talk. 
No yeah. one is above. No one is above anyone. Everyone talks to everyone, and that's what we're here. We're here for the kids. So I appreciate you the conversation. Any last last uh, last minute saying? Anything you want to say? Just going off of that, um, you know, about a month ago, I started up a um, coaching roundtable for the coaches in the area. Um, so every Monday at seven, we have that. Um, it's good for coaches to get on and and just talk basketball. You know, we. Um, last night we talked about practice schedules, but we've talked about offensive philosophy, defensive philosophy. Um, as coach Colin had said next week, we're going to discuss, um, culture and building a program. So, you know, we, we have plenty of, plenty of different discussions and, and good questions why coaches are in there. And, um, if anybody wants to join, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. I, I appreciate being there. We talked a little bit with officiating and what people yeah. coaches look at. So, I mean, John, anything yeah. for you? No, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just grateful for whatever we have. And I think that uh, the one thing that, that uh, I will say about coaching now as it, when, how it's changed in the beginning, even though the coaches will all talk, there's not as much for fraternities as there used to be. There used to be we'd load up for Dan or two, head to Duke and go to practice two days and go to North Carolina and go to Chicago and, and go, go up there. We'd go to Kentucky. We'd go to Indiana. And we don't do that stuff anymore because there's so much stuff online. So I think the closeness among coaches isn't quite as good as it used to be, but Josh is doing his part to try to make that better. So I certainly appreciate that. And that's a big part of it. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. as schools, as schools lose students that you in five years, you may be losing a couple schools merging and everything. So the more we can keep basketball and football and all the sports in general, it's just a good thing. Right. So, yep. I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you very much. You're welcome on any time. We'll talk, and I'll see you guys down the road for basketball. So God bless. Stay healthy, and uh, have a great day. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tony. You're welcome. See you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.